0: to Small Biz Big Wins, where every episode is a new journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Summer Poquette, here to navigate the thrilling world of small business with you. Each week, we dive into the inspiring stories and joyful triumphs of real business owners. Get ready to be empowered with actionable advice, and most importantly, celebrate the spirit of small business. Let's dive into how every small victory shapes your big success. This is Small Biz, Big Wins. Let's make it happen. There are billions of websites on the internet, but according to an article published by Forbes in 2023, 82% are inactive. Say what? They say that every three seconds a new website is created, and that, thanks to COVID-19, 71% of small businesses have a website. The question is, are these small businesses, is your small business creating a website that Google and other search engines are showing to visitors when they search? Are you taking search engine optimization, having a mobile-friendly website, website loading speeds, calls to action, website design, utilization of video, and platform usability all into consideration? Because it's a lot. Today's episode of Small Biz, Big Wins is dedicated to helping you understand the importance of investing in your business's website. When your customers are searching, the goal is for them to be able to find your business and have a killer user experience so they know who you are, what you do, and then they can buy from you, they can contact you, they can subscribe to you. So let's help you turn those clicks into customers, shall we? Today's guest is website developer, Darren Philport, owner and CEO of Fusion Digital. Darren and I have been working together for about four years now. In fact, when any client needs a website, a makeover, something developed, Darren is my very first call. We've worked on everything from simple yet beautiful sites to complex websites with multiple functions. Sometimes it's the development of a site from the ground up, And other times, it's just upgrades, design tweaks, improvements of functionality. Whatever needs to be done, Darren is always making recommendations, incorporating best practices for search engines and end users. After all of these years, I have yet to have an unhappy client when I connect them to Fusion Digital. So welcome, Darren, to Small Biz Big Wins.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here. Very excited for uh, your new venture here. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, Thank you. I'm excited, too. I'm really excited to um, extend this, you know, my mission of helping small businesses. Um, I can't serve everybody, but I can bring guests and people to the website that are to the podcast that are experts in what they do. And so I have so many questions for you, Darren, um, on what a business owner needs in 2024 for their website. But before I dive in, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your web development experience. How did you get started on this career path? Because I know that's not what your intention was back in college. You didn't say, hey, I'm going to be a web developer. So how did this all come to fruition?
1: Sure. Well, well, basically when I was in college, there was no such thing as websites. (laughs) I mean, those weren't even a thing. Um, you know, so this was like, the, you know, everybody always says, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, you, you know, you think you have it all figured out? I mean, my former career, I was a, a golf pro, a golf course owner. Um, nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Uh, however, when I was a golf course owner and we built a, a new golf course, we had to, that was like right when the internet was coming online. And I was always a techie kind of person. I always had to have the, the latest and greatest in equipment. And so... Um, immediately got our domain name, which was amazing that we could even get, well now, you know, you wouldn't be able to get it, but back then <laughs> you could get just about any domain name you wanted, um, yeah. got the domain name, built the website, um, and, and started utilizing, uh, email marketing, you know, right, right away. Because back then email, getting emails was cool. You know, yeah. it's like, we could go collect emails. And people would would love that, you know. Oh, sure, here's my email address. Now yeah. ask people for their email. It's almost impossible again unless you give them fifty percent off.
0: Yeah, no, so, you know, back then they were using AOL and you know dial up, so it was it was a cool thing.
1: Okay, so the next chapter, you know, after being a golf course owner, we went, what do I what am I going to do next? What's what's the next cool thing? You know, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, as a working you know adult. And so, um, web development was was still kind of in its infancy. You know, there were websites, obviously, but it, there wasn't really much as far as the mobile world goes yet. You know, mm-hmm. most people were not even on their phones using it. They weren't capable yet of what they can do now. Yeah,
0: they and had Black so
1: that was, <laughs> Yeah, they did. You know, so it was very, very limited. And so that was, that was about 10 years ago or so, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. But anyway, getting into this world of, of website design and learning it and just kind of I learned it from the ground up. It wasn't like I went to school for it. It wasn't like I spent years educating, um, you know, going through programs and stuff. I I learned it from the ground up. And I learned it from experience and and what to do and what not to do. And so as time went on, I just got better and better at my skill set. And it just, you know, my wife, I remember her asking me, are you sure this is what you really want to be doing? And uh, (laughs) because, you know you're out there looking for business and and you know trying to get yourself off the ground. and and so um, it just it just took off and it and it hasn't slowed down. It just keeps getting better. And I think you know the the biggest thing I can say is that you know obviously my my knowledge of of the the website world and and the customer service and taking care of your client and understanding their needs you know, has really brought me to where I am right now.
0: This is an amazing story. I highly doubt that a high school or college student is listening to this podcast, but if they are, what is amazing about it is that you have one chapter in your, in, in your life, right? You think you're going to do this and then it's okay to start another chapter. It's okay that you don't go all the way. Like, you know, I thought I was going to be a teacher like it's yeah. okay that you switch career paths and i think that's such a great lesson and i know i tell my kids that all the time you're 19 you're 17 you're not you're not a tree you don't have roots you can you can change careers and jobs and and you can move and you can do those things but and also what's so interesting is that you taught yourself all of this. Like back then you couldn't go into web development. And so you started this business from the ground up, teaching yourself and serving small businesses. And that's just an amazing story too. For entrepreneurs and small businesses, sometimes you gotta teach yourself and you, and now we have the capability to do that with all of the online courses out there.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's just, Your experience, like actually in the real world is is 10 times what you can get sitting in a classroom, you know, hands on. So, um, yeah, for anybody young out there that's kind of looking for a career path, um, this is a great or, or, you know, anything similar where you just can, you know, like, like summer, like you said, Mm -hmm. you just you don't know what. What your future may hold for you, so no, don't don't get discouraged, and don't lock yourself down one road.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we could talk about that all day long, yeah. but I highly doubt the teens are t- tuning in. But for those small business owners that are listening, um, and they need a website. I mean, we know it's important. This the statistics tell us it's important. We know it as consumers. We look at websites, but if I'm a small business owner and I need a website. Should I go with that DIY method and like use Wix? Like that's just an example. Or do I have a developer like yourself? Like, what are the pros and cons? Because I know when the DIYs all started, everyone jumped on that bandwagon. They you know, they they thought I can just do it myself. I don't need a developer. I think we've learned as we have went on what the importance is. But for someone listening who's like, I can do it myself. What are those pros and cons?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, it really depends on on a few factors, Uh, you know, what do I need my website to do for me? What is the knowledge and experience of website design and function that I, that I understand myself, you know, can I go out and find a builder like Wix? Can I get on there and do I understand like what I need to put on my website? Um, How much time do I have to devote to this project? And, you know, sometimes it sounds good in theory, but time is one of the ultimate factors.
0: Yeah. The older I get, the more I realize that I just can't do it all that it's worth paying. Take this podcast, for example. I don't know how to edit and do everything that the producer knows how to do. So I have to hire. And I think that's okay. That's just as a really great point to any business owner listening. Like you might think you can do it and you might have the skill set, but how much time do you have to?
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, how good is, you know, how good is your creativity and artistic talents? Because, sure. you know, the website just can't be a bunch of, of words on a page. You know, that's that's not going to really work too well for you. You know, if that's what you do, people want to see something that's appealing and eye catching.
0: Yeah, draws it, has them to, in, so. it has to have that eye eye candy. So that's that's a really good point. If you're someone listening, you know, yeah, you can you can definitely go the DIY route. But what are what's your skill set? Um, do you really know what a website needs? Do you understand the back end? And what time do you have? So those are all really good points. So what is, I get this question a lot. Um, What is a domain name? Then what is website hosting? And then what is website development? Like how do all three of these things work together? A lot of people don't understand that they're like, I bought my domain name. and I'm just going to start a website, but you have to host it and you have to, you know, develop that website. Can you kind of break it down for us? What are these three things and how do they work together?
1: Absolutely. So your domain name is the name of your website. So like for me, it's FusionDigital.com. So it could be a .com, .org, .net, you know, like Target.net, Target.com. You'll never see Target.net. But uh, that is what your domain is, and so in your domain actually needs to be hosted somewhere. Like, okay, where where do I get a domain? You can go to someone like GoDaddy, um, Network Solutions, Namecheap. You know, those are three big ones, and you can go there and you can search for a domain, the perfect one. And sometimes you'll be surprised. Like, I'll I'll look for a client, and and they'll be like. There's, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this domain is available and boom, there it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be kind of creative with that too. You know, you might have to, you know, maybe your are um, Bill's plumbing. Well, I'm sure there's 9 million Bill's plumbing people in the United <laughs> States. Right. And so you might have to go Bill's plumbing, MI, or, you know, it's just something creative that you can sure. kind of tweak, uh, to find that, that perfect name. The other, the other thing real quick about domains that I want to mention you always want .com do not use .net because I'm so glad you brought up that people? question.
0: Yeah, I I'm, oh, I'm glad you brought up that question be, or that, you know, point because a lot of people will get like um they'll see billsplumbing.com isn't available so they'll do .biz, .co, .something else. Um and you know, how does that affect the searchability and what does that tell people?
1: Well, it doesn't like from a searchability standpoint, it doesn't really affect things, but okay. but subliminally, like sub, you know, like if I see that, like if you were to see four dot net out there, you'd be like, huh? I mean, it just doesn't, you know, you just it doesn't sit the same as dot com. Dot com is like the original, the the one. Now so that's the legitimacy. Are,
0: like you're yeah, legit if you have the dot com. Okay.
1: That's exactly it, and so you know there are some that are up and coming. Like .io and .co are two really trending, um, you know, domain portion. You know, the, 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 the .com part of it. You know, okay. Those are really yeah. trending. So if I can't find uh, a great .com that really fits for the client, that's that's within a certain character to you, because you don't want to have, you know, Bills Plumbing and Heating and Cooling Service. You know .com. <laughs> I mean, it's just you don't you do not want to have that. Yeah. so the shorter you can make it that makes it people understand what you are or represents your business, the better. So okay,
0: so it needs to be short it needs to represent your business and actually be what your business is right So if it's Bill's plumbing he might not want plumbing you know in his brother's name like it has to be what his company is should be short, should be dot com and then or there's alternatives that you recommend
1: yeah. Yep, definitely. Like the .io and the .co. Those okay. are two really good ones that are really trending right now. Good to know. So that's, that's you know, kind of the the whole thing about domains. And so then, okay, now I have my domain. Now i got going to build my website. You know, where do I build? How do I even do that? You know, you have mm-hmm. to, um, you know, go to somebody like Wix or Squarespace or even GoDaddy has a, GoDaddy, a website builder. And so those are all proprietary domains. Um, Soft, you know, platforms, website building platforms. So you can build all three of those, you know, with those companies and, and they will host them. And we'll get into that in a hot second. But those three, you know, those, the proprietary type platforms means let's say you build your website, you invest all this time and money in building your website on Wix. Okay. And so then you're down the road, you're like, this really is not doing what I want it to do. I really, I yeah. like my website, but I just need some more features but maybe Wix doesn't offer those features for you. Then you're okay. like, I'm just going to take my website and go somewhere else with it. Well, you can't do that. Your website is it's, building Wix. It's staying with Wix.
0: Because it's on that proprietary platform. So this yeah. is something else that yeah. people need to be conscious of when they are thinking, I can just do my own website and go on Weebly, Wix, um, you know, whatever, GoDaddy, that they can't just up and take it someplace else. Squarespace. Correct.
1: They're, yep. So there's another platform called WordPress, which is what most of the the kind of outside of your huge, huge corporations, most of your small to medium business websites are, are built on WordPress that are, they're custom built. And so now the the positive thing, the, the, the pro about um, WordPress is you can have a site built and you can then take that site and you can move it to another platform. You can move it to another hosting program. You can there's a lot more that you can do with it that you can't do with like a Wix, a Squarespace or a GoDaddy website builder, you know? So, and that's where we operate. And that's, that's the area now that we, we operate in this through um, WordPress. So, um, but, but going back to, um, so the, so the website, you know, so that's, you know, if you have a Wix or GoDaddy or Squarespace, you're going to, then your site has to be hosted so that it can be visible, you know, connected to your domain and online. So Got you basically so, have your domain over here, you have your website over here, and then in between is the hosting that that connects these two together and then displays it to the internet.
0: So, you, I mean, you can't, somebody has to host all those photos, all this design, all this stuff. It can't just be, you know, It's it's like paying rent to be online. Yeah. To be able to be searched, you are paying rent and that rent is a hosting company <laughs> to have your piece of land out there in the wild, wild west of the web.
1: <laughs> that is correct. And so in, you know, the hosting is pretty important because there's a lot of companies out there that host and you can even host it yourself. And, you know, if you had a, a server in your home that was running 24 hours a day and had a battery backup or something in case the power went out, you could do it. And there are a few, I'd say more like the, um, you know, the lone wolves that that really want to build their own website and uh, you know, yeah, I have it. I I come across them once in a while. Yeah, I, I had built my website originally, and it's on the server in my my home. And you know, and they're they're they've had enough, and they're ready to just jump over and you know, Got upgrade it. their site and upgrade their hosting. So with hosting, tons of companies out there. You just want to find there's there's a few big players out there. Um, Kinsta is is probably the most up and coming trending uh, hosting company out there. I use a company actually here in Michigan, based in the Ann Arbor, called A2 Hosting. They're one of the largest hosting companies in the world, and they happen to be right in our own home state, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so hosting is like if you, if you host it yourself, it's kind of like if you own a house in, you know – you're gonna take care of all the maintenance you're gonna do everything you're gonna plow mow the lawn you're gonna do everything fix the repairs but if you host with someone else like the one in ann arbor or you know all the there's lots of them out there but if you host with someone else they take care of all this stuff they make sure your website is up and running if it goes down if there's a tech issue um they're kind of responsible for all the maintenance, the plowing, so to speak, the, you know, the, the lawn mowing, you know, they just take care of it all. But if you host yourself, it's on you.
1: Right. Well, and you, you also want to rely on your, your developer, you know, someone like myself, if I'm going to yeah. build you a website and, and 99% of clients use, you know, we build the website and then we host it on someone like Kinsta or A2 Hosting. Okay. And then we maintain the website, the, the connection with the server. So if there are any issues... You know, we take care of those, you know, yep. it's kind of complex. And so if your site goes down, you're like, well, my site's down, you know, nobody's going to know what to do. So they call their web developer and they
0: take it to help
1: care. our sites down what's going on. And then the, the developer can go in and troubleshoot and see what's going on because it's kind of a living, breathing thing. It's always, there's always updates, all kinds of different softwares all working together. And, and sometimes they just don't, they don't work well together. And so you have to make adjustments. So.
0: Yeah, and their security. And so that's another pro of having a developer like yourself, is that they help you take care of those security issues, back end stuff, all the software, the upgrades, they're always, you know, making new upgrades to keep you safe from hackers. And if you go the DIY method, you're kind of on your own. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're
1: chatting with you're chatting with Wix about you know, why is my website down? And, you know, who knows if you're going to get, you know, an answer out of them or something good. So, yeah. So yeah, my clients rest assured, you know, it's like, they're great at what they do. I mean, they have their special and they rely on me because I'm great at what I do. Yeah. And so they, they, they have peace of mind. They don't have to worry about anything. And so we build their website, we maintain it. And then like the other day I had somebody text me a, a picture of a letter that they received. And it was, they're like, is this, do I have to pay this? And it was some scam. Um, It's like a domain uh, directory, national directory. And it's been around for years and it's about $300. So if you ever get one of those in the mail, trash it. It's garbage. It's just, you're going to throw away $300. So, um, you know, I had a client text me like, do I need to pay this? And I'm like, no, 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 throw that out. They just want to, they just want to put your domain included in their directory
0: A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to small biz, big wins for more insights and inspiration. So now I have a website. Let's say either I'm doing it myself or I have someone like you, a lot of, you know, people hear the word search engine optimization, SEO. Why is this so important to listeners? I mean, is it important?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little important, I'd say. I mean, okay, <laughs> let, me put, let me put it to you in this perspective, okay? You can have the coolest website ever, whether you designed it yourself or you had somebody like myself build it for you. Mm-hmm. And if, if it is not optimized for Google, because let's not even talk about any other search engine, because it really doesn't matter. Because yeah. Google is the bun. I mean, Google, there's Bing. And and usually, the, I think maybe 4% of people use Bing in, in the world. And I think half of that 4% is because their computer somehow switched to Bing as the default, and they can't yes. figure out how to get rid of it. Back yes, mine Google. does that
0: to Yahoo. So yes. And I know there's Yahoo and there's Bing and there's DuckDuckGo and you know there are others, but I believe the stat is almost eighty two percent or more. It could be more now. Um, are all searches are coming from Google. I mean, they're they own it, right? So Right.
1: And and so we use Google as the example. But I mean, yeah, it could be, you know, basically websites need to be optimized for any search engine that that you know is out there crawling the internet and trying to find, you know, the content. So back to my awesome, beautiful website that we just built, or or somebody built themselves on Wix or whatever it might be. And so, all right, let's get this thing out there. So they put it out there, and they're getting no traffic. And they are like, what the heck? This thing is beautiful. People mm-hmm. should be crawling all over this. Well, it's like having a billboard, a eye-catching billboard right on I-75, okay? It's like right next to it, you can look up and it's like right there, but it's facing the wrong way. So people don't see it. So you got all this traffic flying by every day, but your site is over here pointing the wrong way because Mm -hmm. Google's, you know, people can't find, Google's not finding the content properly what the site's all about and they don't know how to, you know, or where to display it in the search results. So So what are some of
0: those like key, like what are some of those things that make a website SEO optimized?
1: So, yeah, there's really two, two big things. So you have like the technical side and then you have the on page side. And so like the technical side are just the, you know, technical specs of like each page has a title. So, so this page, let's just say we're talking about gutters. Okay. And so, This page is going to be titled, uh, you know, like maybe gutters, the company's name, and then where they're at. And so Google wants to see a certain number of characters in that title. There's kind of like a little window, a sweet spot. If you're too short, it can be too vague and it doesn't give them enough information. If it goes too long, if you do a search and you see the little dot, dot, dot at the end of the title, you know, in a search result, it's because they have too many characters. Google can't.
0: Mm. Google Got keeps it.
1: it within a certain range of characters.
0: So, so literally um, Google has to read your website like and yes. if it can't read if, if your website isn't talking to Google if it can't read it can't if you're not using those keywords that people are searching then Google can't show that to the world when they search.
1: Correct. And so um, you have basically the the page title and then the description in a search result. So when you do a search result let's just say you look for gutters in Northern Michigan. And so you're looking at the results. The page title is the larger text that you'll see in the, in the search result. And that's really designed for the user. So you're using that that line to attract and get you know catch the user's eye. And okay. right below that, there's all that little fine print, which is called the meta description. And so okay. the meta description is describing the content that's on that page. And so that is really, You know, Google is using that, you know, to to kind of dial in what that page is, what that page is about. And so, if you were to put in gutters, northern Michigan, and then on that page, you have somewhere the wording gutters, northern Michigan. In that page description, you have gutters, northern Michigan. In that search result, in that fine print, you will see bolded gutters, northern Michigan. So, Google actually, um, they they pull that information out and kind of bold it out and make it stand out. So it's easier for you to kind of see, okay, here's a a search result that, that shows what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. So those are like kind of the two um, the title and the meta description, the two kind of things that you see in the search result. And then on the page, so then that's the technical side and then on page. And there's some other technical stuff, you know, So, if anybody is listening
0: for like a technically, so you're listening and you're like, okay, I what? Like, I, I maybe I should contact my developer or I'm doing it myself. You need to make sure it doesn't matter if you have five pages or 100 pages. Your pages need to have a title description with the keywords and it needs to have a meta description with the keywords. Those are just two basic, basic things for. SEO. So that's two things listeners should do. Make sure all your pages have a title and a meta description that are keywords that people are searching for that actually you can tell Google, like, this is about, this is what my page is about. Cause if it's pretty, that's great. But if it doesn't tell Google what you're about, they can't show it to anybody.
1: Correct, And then okay. on the, on the page side, and then there's on page and there's also some technical stuff that's actually on, on the page, built into the page content. And so I, again, I don't want to get too technical because we'll just glaze people over, <laughs> but you have to have on every page, uh, an H1 title, you know, and sort tag H1 title. And so that title is telling people what that page is about. You know, okay. so that's the first thing, like, it might be like, let's say you have a hero image and then on that hero image, you have gutters, you know, that gutters mm-hmm. is the, that would be the H1 tag, you know, cause that's what that page is about. And then when we, then when you scroll down and you get into the content, now you're talking about the, you know, gutters and your services and, and your, you know, kind of your coverage area, uh, you know, so that then Google understands what you're trying to, that, what that page is about. You know, so if Google understands what that page is about, it makes it a lot easier for Google to, to then present that page to a user who's searching for that.
0: A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to Small Biz, Big Wins for more insights and inspiration. So there's a lot of technical stuff. Again, another reason why if you're in the DIY (laughs) camp. This is Maybe, where it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, Whoa, you just like even listening to all this, I know all of this, right. But I'm imagining <laughs> myself listening in. And like, some people are like, you lost me, like, what yeah. h1 meta, like, blah, 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 right. So this is another reason that it is important to, to work with a developer that knows about how to create a website that talks to Google that helps your customers find you when they're searching. Now, I know we could have an entire show just on SEO optimization. And you and I have talked about this, you know, but there's other things like I'm an end user, the client, the customer, is the end user. And if they find your website because you have all that back end done and they find it, but it takes like 5 minutes to load, right? It takes forever to load. Like, how important is that user experience? Because I heard that, f- like 40% of people, if it takes more than two seconds, they you lost them. So it's, it's all great to have all the SEO done. But what about the usability of a website? Because I see that a lot. Like I see, I go to pretty sites, and I can't get them to work.
1: Yeah, that's so key. And, and You say two seconds. And I mean, the, you know, TikTok is the number one website in the world. And so TikTok, the, the, your, your attention span is like a, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's like a split second. (laughs) It's like, it makes us, and know makes us like the MTV generation. We're like old school. Yep. We're like, we're like beyond, you know, it's like, you know, that, that was, that's, you know, TikTok's like miles ahead of, us, you know, MTV users, you know, sure. when we we're like, lose us in two seconds or something. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, your page needs to load right away. And and then, so then on top of that, and, and I, I can't, I should say this. So there are, there are situations where you, 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 a page might take a little bit longer to load because you have really high quality images. Let's say you're an interior designer, sure. you're a custom home builder, you know, you have somebody that really needs to display like these wow factor photos that we can optimize so that they look good on online. But sometimes we, we make those pictures a little bit better quality and it. And it does slow, you know, uh, you know, a half a second or, you know, something down the load time, okay. but there's a trade off, there's a balance. And so, you know, in that case, yeah. I mean, but if I'm looking to order a pizza, I want, <laughs> I want it now. I don't want to yeah. have to, or if I'm, if I, if I'm standing in the water in my basement, I don't need, you know, a page to take a little bit longer to load, you know, because yeah. I have water on my floor. I need a plumber.
0: Totally. So anyway,
1: yeah. um, and, and so the other, the other side of that, the whole balance thing is, is with that, you know, the usability of the, the, the website, it could, yeah, sure. Let's say you have it fully optimized for SEO and Google's displaying and everything because you have so much content on there and it's just all words. You have no images, you don't have yeah. any, anything that really stands out, you're going to lose people, you know? So you have to create a site that, that, that first captures their attention, um, but like above the fold. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, yeah, you know, so you need to capture them. And then as they're, as they're scrolling through the content, they're, they're looking, uh, for they're, they're just scanning you know, people are scanners. That's just how we are. We're not going mm-hmm. to get in depth about read every something. word. Yeah. Google reads everything. And I tell people, I'm like, Google will read every single line on your page. Users will not. And so the trick is trying to make it the page, you know, good enough so that Google's reading it and that the page works well in you know, search results, but you're not losing the user and, and it functions well for the user. So you want to have a lot of white space And you want to have, you know, just some titles that stand out that people as they're scanning, like, oh, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This sounds interesting to me. And then I'm going to, you know, dive into that and I might read that paragraph or that section in detail, you know, so there's a balance between those two for sure.
0: So for, you know, it's important to have a search engine optimized website that speaks to Google, but the user experience of making your text Attractive, um, eye-catching, um, having great photos, and I think for me as an end user, making sure that the navigation I can find what I need in less than three clicks, and that's kind of my golden rule. If I have to click, 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 I, I'm I'm gone. Like I don't, my attention span isn't there anymore. So, you know, make so those are some things that really are important for the end user when you're developing your website
1: absolutely i mean it's like the trying to get them like you said three clicks or less and so yeah. if they have to hunt for what you know it's funny how i'll go on a website in fact uh one one client it's like th- this is a place that people actually go to they, they need to go to their their brick and mortar their location and I'm looking around and I'm like, well, where are they Look, I can't even find, you know, directions or anything, you know? And so if, if I'm having to have to go dig for that information, I'm probably, gonna, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to, I'm going to look somewhere else. I'm like, okay, that's not working.
0: Yeah, so website should Those clicks should turn into customers or subscribers or, you know, and if you're not, if those clicks aren't turning into that and they're just bouncing off, you're probably needing to, look at improving your website in 2024
1: yeah absolutely and and i know we're going to talk about you know some some of the other stuff down the road you know further into the podcast but yeah yeah it's just crucial that you know they get to the site and they find what they're looking for immediately absolutely
0: so So let's talk about having a mobile friendly website because from a statistical perspective we know that consumers are viewing websites on their mobile device so talk a little bit more about having a mobile friendly website how important that is
1: absolutely because you know 10 years ago you know we were saying that your site needs to be mobile friendly so 10 years ago we were telling people hey your website is not mobile friendly i'm i'm pinching i'm zooming i'm sliding it side to side trying to read the content right and so that was 10 years ago yeah and, and it's, you know, now 2024 and there are still sites out there where, where it's like that. And they're mostly small businesses, you know, that had, you know, maybe they invested in a website 10 years ago uh, and they just don't realize the value of upgrading their website. They, you know, maybe they just don't feel like it's that important to them, you know, that they don't even know is, so, you know, yeah, my site shows up on, on the internet, but, you know, is it showing up on, you know, is it formatted for my phone? And so that is absolutely crucial.
0: It could be beautiful on desktop or whatever, but if people are doing that pinch and zoom and they can't get what they need on their mobile device, you know, and then it doesn't matter if your consumers aren't interacting in a positive way on the device they're using.
1: Correct. And so like we, you know, we build mobile first. So what that means is we're actually thinking of the mobile design first before the desktop design, because we're designing it for 80 to you know 80% of the users, you know, because they're, they're going to be on this website on their phone. And so wow. not the afterthought, like, Oh, here's the desktop version. And Oh yeah, by the way, we should probably make it mobile friendly too. You know, it's like, no, that, that, that's crucial. is the mobile, like, and I, and wow. I always tell people like, let's take a look at your website on, because when maybe I'm going to meet with a new client or I'm reviewing a, a website design that we've, we've created with the client. We, we, it's important to look at it on your phone because it's, a lot of times they don't even, they're like, okay, here's my website and they're showing it to me on a computer. And I'm like, well, how's it look on your phone? And so we pull it up on their phone mm. and look at it then. And then we can kind of critique and kind of see what's working and what's not working. That's, that's so, crazy.
0: Cause a lot of people, I, I love how you said you design with mobile, mobile first. Like it's not an afterthought. Now it is at the forefront of all developers you know or should be the forefront of all developers is that it has to be mobile friendly so if you're listening and you're a small business owner look at your website on the phone and if you're struggling that's an issue right like absolutely because your customers if you want them to click if you want them to have a good user experience if you want to turn them into paid you know perspective clients or whatever, you need to make sure that it is mobile optimized. And so we're in and if you're, if you're wherever you're listening from, if you are hiring a developer, and it's not Darren, ask your developer that question, do you develop mobile first? Like, is that at the forefront of your mind as a developer? So that is a key question to consider in 2024. I want to bounce back really quick to talking about desktop a little bit because people will come and um, say to me, well, it has to be above the fold. And I think you, what does that mean above the fold?
1: Right. And so what that means is when you load a website, either it's on your phone and we technically we call it the viewport. So we'll just say the screen, right? And so when you load a website on, you know, on Chrome, on your desktop, or, you know, on your phone, what do you see immediately? What's the first thing that's displayed on the screen before you interact with it? If you just hit, you know, low, you know, click on that link and it takes you to the website and you just stop and take your hands off. What are you looking at? Okay. That is called above the fold. It's like what people can see immediately. And so on that, above the fold, you need to tell people who you are. They need to understand who you are, what you do and where you're located and what you have to offer them. I mean, that all needs to be right there front and center.
0: Yeah. You want to their attention span is so short nowadays um, that you have to capture it right there. So at first viewpoint, that first above the fold, whatever you want to call it, first thing they see, you have an opportunity. It's like your first impression.
1: That's exactly it. First impressions are everything. They really yeah. are. And so, um, it's, it's crucial, you know, like I'll, I'll, somebody will send me their website, I'm like, yeah, we need to rebuild our website. And I look at it. And I'm like, Okay, well, yeah, because I where are you located? Like, where is this? <laughs> Where's this business? Where, where are you in Michigan? Are you somewhere else? I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, Can't those, those things that people just don't, you know, they don't think about that either the other developer, you know, that they had, or if they did it themselves, mm-hmm. They just don't understand the importance of that because you are. You're you're immediately looking at the screen like, okay, yeah. Who is this? Where are they located? And do they have what I want? And how do I get a hold of
0: them? That is so important. I mean, so why in 2024, if any small business owner is listening and why should they consider investing in their website for 2024? And like what type of budget should they have? I mean, I know I will get a call and somebody wants to improve their website and I'll email you or text you and we'll have a conversation. And your first question is always, well, what don't they like about their website? Like sometimes I think you talk yourself out of business because if their web, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But at the same time, they're what you're looking at things from a different lens and it's always like, what don't they like about it? What are people complaining, you know, about uh, they can't find them or is it just, they don't like the colors, they need new pictures. So, you know, if I'm listening, why do I, what, why would I need to make improvements and what kind of budget are we looking for web development nowadays? It's kind of a loaded question for you.
1: (laughs) It is, but that's a great, that's a great question. And, um, And it's true. I I do. I tell you, I'm like, okay, what, what don't they like about their current website? Because there's usually a reason. I mean, I'd say if, if you're a business owner and you don't have a website in 2024, you're a rarity. I mean, there are, there are businesses out there that they rely on their social media to carry them through. Um, and so like I, sometimes a lot of them are restaurants, believe it or not. And so we're like we're like, oh, that place looks cool. We're on vacation or something. We're like, wow, that place looks awesome. Let's go check it out. And there's no website. There's no menu. So we're kind of mm-hmm. digging around, doing our research, our CSI, trying to find <laughs> you know, what this place is about. And they'll have a Facebook page and the, and the pictures look great or whatever. So um, it's, it, but that's a rarity. I mean, most people, businesses do have a website. It mm-hmm. might be 10 years old it might be sure. even five years old. And then telling like 10 years old is like dinosaur age and five yeah. years old, it's time to refresh your website because yeah. things change so quick. And so you can look dated. And and that first impression that we were talking about, like above the fold, if your website, like you could be the best interior designer in the, in the United States, but if they go to your website and it looks dated and it's kind of looks older, yeah. like Users are like are okay. Is this who I really want to use to design my interior design? Do my interior design? Yeah. So so yeah. I mean definitely. Um, if your website is older than five years old, you, it's time definitely. And if it's if it's reaching that that five year range, it might be time. Maybe not to um, start you know over, but it might be worth you know refreshing sure. your site and updating it to make it look fit more you know like current times. And so. Sure.
0: Well, and there's invite. been advancements in, you know, um, search engine optimization. There's been advancement in having it mobile friendly and usability and all of those things. So you probably need some type of a refresh um, if it's five years for sure.
1: Absolutely. And we have clients that, you know, because we've been around for a while, we have clients now that are, you know, are coming to us or we're coming to them and be like, Hey, it's time to, um, it's time to update, you know, kind of freshen up the look a little bit. What can we do? And so usually when a business owner is is out looking for a website, there's something that the, either it's costing them too much and they don't feel like they're getting their value out of it, or they're getting complaints from people, you know, that are using it, or it's just not doing what they really want it to do.
0: Like the usability um, so that's has, why, some you know, issues.
1: like I asked them, like, what's, what's not working for you? Yeah. I'm like, what, what's, what don't you like about your old website? What do you need it to do for you? You know, those are really the key questions to ask yourself. You know, if if you're not happy with your, your website is like, okay, what am I paying for? Is this really, am I really getting a value? Am I getting a return on my investment? Am I building, you know, more clients from this or more customers to, uh, you know, from, from my website? So, Those are are kind of the big questions and what you should be asking yourself or, or yeah, my website is 10 years old. Wow. Because time goes by so quick.
0: People will be like, Oh yeah.
1: They'll be like, yeah, my site, we built that like four or five years ago and I'll look and it's like 12 years old. It's like, wow. Okay.
0: So really it's, you know, your website is your calling card. It, and if it's not turning your clicks into customers, then it and it's not doing what you need it to do, it's time for a refresh.
1: Absolutely. And then from a cost standpoint, from a budget, you know, that really varies on on what you need. You know, if you're a very small business and you have a, you know, you only need a single landing page, or you might be a larger business that that requires a hundred pages. Yeah. You might be an e-com that has a thousand products or you might be an e-com that has 10 products. There's a lot of variations that, that depends. So when people ask me like, well, how much, how much is this going to cost me? And and, and I like to have a, uh, kind of an initial interview with them and to learn what they want their website to do for them, you know, and then we can kind of go from there. But, you know, typically if you, if you, want a, a solid website that is in on great hosting managed by a good agency that that has gone through and done everything that needs to be done for it you're gonna spend anywhere from three to ten thousand dollars for for a small you know small to you know medium-ish size website business you know for a business of that that needs a site that size so um you know but if you're a good range more I mean elaborate,
0: yeah, that's a good range for if you're looking at your budget for 2024, you know, thinking, okay, I, I need a chunk of change because this is my calling card. This is where people are finding me. This is where they're going. And how do I, I need to invest in that.
1: And it is an investment. It really is an investment into it. It's not like yeah. it's something that you buy and you use up immediately and you have to buy it again. You have to buy it again you know so it's it's a, a you know a five year investment you know what yeah. i say i mean you could you know it can keep going but then again you know you're going to want to refresh it and update it you know as time goes on so yeah uh, it's a living it's kind of a, a living being you know that that you just have to keep maintaining and and Making sure that's working properly.
0: Yeah, you're going to update hours and update things about it. So, Darren, we could definitely go on and on. There's so much to know about websites and for business owners to understand the importance of websites. But I definitely think we've left everybody who's listening with a lot of tangible advice. And if there are times where you're listening, and you're like, oh, that was a lot. Hey, you don't have to know it all. That's where you can call Fusion Digital, which I will have Darren's information in the show notes as well, how you can contact him. So Darren, I ask one final question to all my guests, and that is, what is a big win that you had in a business that you can share with other small business owners to inspire them? This can be landing a dream client, it can be a story of helping a business double their sales and award. What is a big win you've had?
1: So I have um, this goes back quite a ways, and uh, this is a great. It's not like I wouldn't say it, it doubled their sales or whatever, but it, it got their got him known. And so there, there's a, uh, a artist business owner here in Petoskey. His name's Jason Thielen. He owns this company called Little Bay Boards. Yes, and they build these beautiful stand up wooden paddle boards. that are completely custom built. They're amazing. I mean, they're just like they're something you've never seen. Yes. And I met him about five years ago and met with him. And, he, and he's telling me, I'm building these boards, but I can't. They're only showing up in Petoskey. I, I, want, like, I want to show up everywhere because if people see these, they're going to buy them. Yeah. And so we, we started out, you know, I told him we need to kind of work, you know, start small and kind of work our way out. Right. And so we started out with... Um, the West coast of Lake Michigan, like, because obviously coastal towns are mm-hmm. going to be going to be more desirable. You know, is if, if looking for something, you know, I like guess the custom wouldn't uh, stand up paddleboard. Yeah. So we built these, these pages into his website for each town from like Petoskey all the way down to Sagatuck. So Sagatuck, Holland, Grand Haven, Muskegon, Ludington, Traverse city, Manistee, Charlevoix, Petoskey. And so and I told him like, now you have to understand when we build these pages, it's going to take some time. Google will eventually crawl these pages, and and you're going to see uh, some results from this. But, you know, five months go by. He's like, Darren, we're not seeing any results. I'm like, hold on, you got to be patient. You know, yeah. Google, Google, it could be, it could be a month. It could be a year. And so, within under a year. He was showing up on the first page, uh, number one result on most searches. If you put in stand up paddleboard in Grand Haven, Holland, Muskegon, any one of those towns. In fact, ahead of the local businesses there that provided those. Amazing. And so that was just to me like one of my favorite victories ever, you know, because I just, I love what he did, you know, his product, you know, what he builds and yeah. you know, just trying to get it out there for people. And, um, just to be able to put that out there along the coast coast of Lake Michigan and have it show up in searches like that was just was a big win for me. So
0: that's a feel good thing. You're helping another small business owner do what they love and really share his it's an art what he does so we're going to include a show note to um that website and these boards they are jason's boards and what he does absolutely amazing so we'll add that to the show notes as well so darren thank you so much for joining me today if anybody is listening and they want to make some website improvements or they need a new website please visit the show notes to connect with Fusion Digital. I promise you will not be disappointed and make sure you tell him you heard about him on Small Biz, Big Wins. Say, Summer Set me. Folks, your website is your digital business card. It's where people find out who you are and what you do. Help Google and optimize your site. So when people search, Google puts your website on page one, not on page 10. Ensure that your ideal client can easily find what they're looking for so that you can turn those clicks into customers. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to Small Biz, Big Wins, and I hope you share this episode with fellow small business owners because sharing is caring. Leave us a review on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and of course, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes like this one. Until next time, let's kick some small business butt because I believe in you.